Hi everybody, welcome back to the Irish NFL Show in partnership with Pundit Arena. Uh, glad to be joined with the usual lads here. Happy, well, this is going out on a Wednesday night. Great to be joined with somebody that knows what it's like to actually play in the NFL, like none of us lads do. So, Graham Glasgow, uh, for me and especially Colin as Broncos fans, we give you a very warm welcome. But I know these two boys give you a big welcome as well. Pleasure to have you on the show, Graham. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. Graham, um, we, we ask this to everybody that comes on the show. Have you any affinity to Ireland, any Irish heritage? Have you ever, have you ever been to Ireland before? I've never been, but um, my, on my mom's side, she's probably, I think, like 75%. And then that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of it. But my family, before I was born, had made like a, a trip up to Scotland because that's where my, uh, you know, the name comes from. My, my dad's, my dad's dad, my grandpa is... Uh, Scottish, and then they also went to Ireland as well for my mom. Um, well, uh, certainly uh, Celtic brethren. Then uh, it's uh, it's nice to have you on the the show, Graham. Um, I suppose look, you know, you only have to take a look at your uh, your Twitter feed to see that you're a proud Michigan alum, and uh, you know you went from from walk on scholarship starter, um, you know, quite the the you know, the, your final season there, you started every game um, at, at center and you played that final season under Jim Harbaugh. And uh, obviously, um, you know, a guy well known to NFL fans. What was uh, your time at Michigan like and, and per particularly that last season working under Harbaugh? Um, well, I had an awesome time in college. You know, I, I met a lot of, met, I have a lot of friends from there that I'm still really, really close with. And um, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have really traded that for anything, but, um, my first four years, like we, when I was redshirted, we went to the sugar bowl. Um, we won the sugar bowl. That was an awesome time. Um, you know, new Orleans after a big win is, is always awesome, but, um, <laughs> you know, in, in overtime things with Brady Oak had, had kind of gone a little bit downhill, but I, I really liked when, when Harbaugh came in, how he treated everybody basically the same. Nobody was uh, really better than anybody just because they were a better football player, at least in his eyes. And, um, he, I feel like he also sort of had an affinity for walk-ons. I mean, I, I wasn't a walk-on at that point in time. I had already been on scholarship for two years, but, um, you know, that was another thing that I really, really liked about him, but I feel like he commands, uh, he commands a lot of respect. He can, he can really lead a room and he does, he does a good job of putting, uh, coaches around him who I feel like can develop can develop players significantly better than we had had uh, my first four years. And when it, it came to the time you were going through the draft process and then obviously entering the league itself, was he able to give you any guidance in terms of what to expect? Um, nothing too profound, I feel like. I mean, it was just more along the line. I feel like it was a lot of generic stuff. I mean, at that point in time, I feel like it, he has a lot of stuff on his plate, you know, but he's a, he was a, he was a great help. And I feel like running our team, um, it was, it almost felt like it was a mixture between college and, and pro. If I could say that college was Hoke and then pro is what I've seen so far. It was a good way to kind of uh, see the more mental side of things. And that was something that I felt like helped me out a lot. So, Graham, uh, New Orleans after a big win is almost as good as Dublin after a big win, I'll just say. So that sounds like really? rough, roughly the same, roughly the same, I'm sure. Um, I can imagine. 
But but fast forward into the draft. I mean, you got drafted in the third round by Detroit, by the Lions. Um, you quickly established yourself there as starting left guard and worked really closely with Matt Stafford. And then the following season, you worked even closer with him because you uh, played 16 games at center with him. So obviously the rapport between a center and a quarterback is absolutely key. Um, what's he like? I mean, obviously he's been around the NFL for a number of years now. Um, can make all the throws in the book, but what's he like as a person, as a leader in that locker room? I don't think I've ever met like a better a better leader or like a better quarterback like person like than than Matt Stafford. Like he's I I have a crush on him. He's awesome. Like I don't think I think that everybody that's played with him though has said a lot of awesome things about him. I mean he's when it comes to being because um, you know like when I was going through college, you would see that like a lot of the quarterbacks would kind of get a, a big head about themselves and think that they're, they're really awesome and stuff like that. But I don't think I've ever really, I'd never seen that from him. He was extremely humble. He worked harder than I think everybody in the building, the amount of work that he put in game planning was, it was incredible. I mean, I, I don't think I could do it. I mean, he's, he's, he's a modern day football saint in my opinion. I don't, he can do no wrong in my eyes. And I guess, uh, Graham, obviously, great as a Broncos fan to have you on the team. But obviously, you've been there in Detroit and you've now been in Denver. Two teams going through similar things at the minute, obviously, with Brad Holmes, new GM in Detroit. And we've obviously got George Payton, new GM, literally unveiled today to the media. Just just following on uh, on what you were asked there about, about, Mass, about Mass Stafford. Obviously, a very interesting time in Detroit. And there also is that sort of speculation, I guess, about you know Stafford's longer-term duration. It would. I'm presuming at some point in your career, it would be great to play with him again. It would be, but I feel like I mean, we have a lot of we had a lot of youth on the field this year, and I think that if we can get a little bit more experience at the quarterback position, that we could that we that Drew would be a good starter in this league. I think that it just comes down to what um, what the GM thinks is is the right decision to do, and I mean, it would be awesome to play with him again, but in some ways a little bit conflicted with him uh, leaving Detroit before he kind of accomplished what, you know, the goals that you have as a football player are, um, you know, having, having a playoff win, making a, making a good run at it, maybe winning a Super Bowl, But because, I mean, I just don't think that he, I mean, a lot of fans are kind of conflicted on him, I feel like there, because um, he's like been the one constant over like the past decade. But that's just that's just how it is but I mean I think that we're gonna we're gonna be really good here in Denver and uh that's something that I'm I'm extremely confident about well, that will certainly be uh music to uh Broncos fans ears Graham I suppose one of the things that's um you know the the top moments for fans and the top moments for players can sometimes be different I'm thinking I was watching the Pat McAfee show earlier and Aaron Rodgers was talking about like a fumble recovery that from 2012 that he still remembers looking at your own career what have been maybe some of the standout moments for you either at the Lions or uh, at the Broncos I would say that first and foremost when we had made the playoffs my rookie year, I thought that was awesome. You know, like being in the atmosphere of the playoffs and I had not really known that um, it's kind of as it's, you I mean like some programs have a lot of continued success and some teams are in and out of the playoffs every year. It's something that, you know, we had thought that 
uh, you would you would do every year. And that's something that you look at your team every year and you go into every game, you think you're going to win every game. So being probably going to the playoffs and seeing the atmosphere that that was like, that was awesome. Uh, we didn't win that game, but at the same time, being able to play in the postseason was great. Um, and if I'm talking about maybe my favorite game that I had played in, I, I think that beating Detroit, or not beating Detroit, beating the Patriots, the year that they ended up going and winning the Super Bowl, it was Matt Patricia's first year. It was, our first, it was his first win, I think, as well. That was a pretty big win, and that felt big at the time. And, you know, things didn't end up, things kind of, shit ended up going sideways, if we're being frank. But um, <laughs> that was that was also, like, an awesome an awesome game that I'll, that I'll always remember. And then... Um, just like, I feel like there's always like a couple other milestones, like getting drafted um, and then getting the deal out here in Denver and moving out here with my family. Um, those are also, also awesome. And I'm looking forward to, you know, a lot more really, really big games here in Denver that we win. That actually comes to the next question. So you're one of my players now that has experienced moving from one NFL team to another. And we obviously in the lead up to free agency, all the general managers <clears throat> doing their research, on players they're going to sign, but in terms of the move to Denver, did you was there any particular research you had done beforehand that made you comfortable in, in making that move? I did a little bit of I did a little bit, probably not as much as you think, because um, the free agency process is like it's really odd because you don't really hear anything from any teams up until maybe the combine, and at that point in time, you just will hear like, okay, well you know, this team might be interested in you, this team might be interested in you, this team might be interested in you, and they'll, you know, there's like a list of like, I don't know, like seven, six, seven teams that you find out are interested in you, and you're like, okay, well, this is awesome, you know, then you, you, I mean, you get a little curious, you hop on Zillow, you check out the houses for the area, you know what I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting, and then the second that free agency kind of hits, it all happens so fast, you know, they're like, your agents on the phone and I feel like I was our deal was my deal was figured out the day that free agency started so I didn't have much time to really do a ton of research but you know I looked at the offensive line coach I did a little bit of research into the area the team stuff like that but not, nothing as deep as you feel like I would that you could possibly end up doing uh, Graham, you mentioned the excitement of making the playoffs in your first season there with the, the Lions, and obviously I'm sure at the time probably felt like more was to come, but as you alluded to, things went a little askew, shall we say. But looking, and obviously you probably know many of the players and many of the teams obviously still left in the playoffs now, we're down to the final four. Is there anyone you're particularly rooting for or following in the playoffs? I mean, <laughs> maybe a certain Michigan quarterback might spring to mind. I mean, it would be awesome if he could go win another one. I think that that would be the ultimate testament to him as a player and a, and a leader and a quarterback uh, for him to go out there and win one. But uh, if it's not Tom Brady, I would hope that it would be – I mean, it's going to sound bad because I had played for all those – I played in the same division as them for so long. But um, I have a – the my right tackle from last year is on the Packers now. So it would be awesome for – and he's also from Wisconsin. He played at the University of Wisconsin – was a huge Green Bay fan growing up. It would be awesome for 
for him. And I think he's on a one-year deal there to go out there and, and win a Super Bowl with them and, uh, you know, cement himself as a Wisconsin Oconomowoc legend. Be interesting to see what happens. It's gonna be it's gonna be some weekend, man, as well. We we can't wait to watch the action. Obviously, Graham, like you've got siblings in the NFL, and there there really is a bit of a family spread with you there now. But like the Watts, but like the Gronkowskis, um, would you love to all you know one day be in that one team, or would you end up killing each other in practice? Do you think maybe with Ryan playing at defensive tackle? I think it would be awesome because, I mean, that's that's how we had all done it at Michigan. We had all been on the same team, and I, I think it would be great to do. But um, I don't think my wife would like that because I'm sure that Ryan and Jordan would like to come stay with us and we'd all like to live together. But uh, they're a little bit – they're a little messy. So my wife would not like it. She would be on the record as not a fan. But other than that, I think that it would be fantastic. It really, It would really be awesome to do that. And I don't think that practice would be too, uh, would be too tough. You know, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd have to lay down the law at day one, but other than that, we'd be good. Um, I suppose you, you've played on different positions uh, across the O-line and can you talk to us a little bit about life uh, in, in the trenches in a game? What's it like? Is there much trash talking going on or, or are people just that zoned in that, you know, it, that doesn't really feature? I feel like you don't really see a lot of offensive linemen talking shit or trash talking, but you will see a lot of defensive linemen trash talking. And, um, you know, I feel like if they're not trash talking you, then that means that you're, that they feel like you're pretty good. Uh, they're not trying to make you mad. They're not trying to, cause you know, there are some guys who end up getting picked on a little bit and you feel bad for them, but you gotta, you know, you go out there and you keep doing your job and let your play speak for itself. That's the way that I've always, I'd always been. Um, because I always felt like if I'm if I'm out there just talking trash, then I, I feel like I'm not 100% focusing on my job, which it, I mean that sounds like some sort of cliche robot football robot answer, but um, <laughs> it's just the truth. I mean I, I I feel awkward also as well doing it because you know I don't think there's a more humbling game out there than football, so you could be you could be kicking somebody's ass the entire game and then you start talking trash. And then before you know it, you have a really bad play and that person just beats you. And then before you know it, you're, you kind of, you look pretty stupid. So, hey. but life in the trenches, love it. It's awesome. That's my thought on trash talking though. Just to let you know, that's <laughs> it's over. Uh, Graham, we, we've just uh, found out this week, which was probably inevitable that the uh, combine has been canceled. The combine that we're used to seeing in Indianapolis. I'm just wondering your thoughts and how do you think that would play out for this year's draft process and obviously the players not getting the opportunity to, I suppose, go and present themselves and have all the general managers and coaches watching them the way we're used to seeing. I think it kind of sucks in some regards because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of guys out there who, I mean, you, you, you see it every year who go out there and have an awesome combine and do, do fan, you know, they get drafted probably higher than they might've should have. But I think that it's particularly not great for those kids who come from like a smaller school or, you know, maybe D2, D3, like you've seen some guys like come out there and do awesome at the combine from D2, D3, like Ali Marpet. Uh, there was the dude, I think last year, Barcher or whatever, who drank that God awful smoothie that they were talking about on the, 
like the eggs and the <laughs> eggs and the peanut butter and the red Gatorade or something. But like, so for those people, I feel a little bit sad, but the combine is the absolute worst four days of your life as a, as a player. So in some regards, I'm a little bit jealous that they won't have to do that. I think that you'll probably see a lot of people run uh, some like really, really fast times, particularly like the wide receivers and some of the DBs, because you're not going to have to basically do an entire athletic performance off of 10 hours of sleep over the three day period. So I think that overall people will perform better, but you know, sucks for the small school people. Graham, I love hearing what you were talking about, you know, the, the life in the trenches, if you like, on that O-line. We, we had Alex Mack on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about, you know, the fraternity almost on the O-line, played in the Super Bowl on a broken leg and things like that. And, you know, you need guys like you and Mack and Annie Marpet and all these great linemen really to, you know, protect the pretty boys, I suppose, protect the quarterbacks in, in this oh, world. Yeah. It's uh, the unglamorous part of it, but it's it's great to see. But you do have a bit of a glamorous side in some respects because, you know, we'll get on to you're a bit of a gamer, but I'm going to talk specifically about TikTok because um, you and your wife have uh, been a bit of media production there and you've got some pretty amazing TikTok videos. Um, I think the one where she uses you as a climbing frame is my particular favourite. Can you um, tell us a little bit about those or how they come about? Whose idea was it? I'm I'm not the driving force behind any of the TikToks. She is. Uh, I'm purely a prop. I'm I'm uh, I'm not exactly the most willing participant in a lot of situations. Like she she pranked me the other day and uh, she got it all on camera. I was a little upset about that, but you know, uh, that's life. <laughs> as long as she's happy, I'm happy. Uh, but. Um, you know, I, I am, I'm more of a consumer of that type of, of content. Like I, I love, I watch TikTok all the time. Like it's, I don't know. I find it like oddly addicting, but um, if it was up to me, I wouldn't make any, but as I said, I'm the best prop, best stand in that she could hopefully ever ask for. Graham, I suppose for, in terms of then obviously look, um, it, the, with all of the injuries with the, the for the Broncos this year, but to to look back, um, it it seems like a, a group that there's there is real chemistry there amongst the that that the group of guys, uh, you know, and and there is some great talent there. Looking, I suppose, at the um, at, at at what the the roster and um, you know what what's going on, Dever. Any particular, um, you know, st standouts for our, who's the kind of um, characters in in the locker room, uh, or um, the is it is it like you know, um, are there any like any particular uh, who who say puts on the the music in the dressing room or uh, anything like that? I would say that the number one character probably of the of the room is Vaughn. Vaughn is, uh, I mean, he's been awesome this entire time. Like he knew my name before I had even introduced myself. I feel like that's how he is about a lot of things, but, uh, he, he seems to run the music. He's, he's really a character. I'll tell you what, but he's, um, I like him. I mean, he's, he goes out there and he competes and he does everything he can do. And he's, you know, a perennial all pro pro bowl type guy. So for him to be, uh, to, seeming like he knows all the p squad guys names like he doesn't feel like he, he's over anybody or anything like that but he's got a lot of personality and a lot of character to him so i would probably say vaughn 
Graham, as as a whole for the season with everything that's gone on with COVID, I mean, how did you find it from a fan's point of view? Obviously, it's been quite unusual. We've been watching games on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, even well, obviously there's always a Thursday or Friday. Just from a player's point of view, how, how have you found the season as a whole in terms of dealing with everything that's gone on? Um, it was challenging. I mean, like, just when it came down to making sure that you go in there every single morning and have time to test, like it just, it's tedious and it's monotonous and it kind of, uh, it's a, it's just a bit of a drag, you know? And I think that over by the end of this interview, by the way, I think I might end up picking up a little bit of your guys, Irish accents somehow. Um, but <laughs> it's just a bit of a drag. I'll, I'll tell you what, I mean, it's, and then I ended up getting COVID as well. So, um, and I have asthma and it was a little bit hard on me and my, like my breathing and respiratory stuff in regards to when I came back. So, um, and then when I came back, that's kind of when I ended up getting a little bit more of like nagging injury type stuff, which was really, really like, it was annoying and frustrating, but um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the fans don't see. And um, the social distancing, you got to wear masks at practice. Like you're already up, a, you're already up a mile in the air below sea level basically and the air's thin and then you have to while you're practicing wear a mask which is just uh not not the best as you can imagine but yeah um it was just it's it's a lot and I mean I'm happy that we were able to go through the, with the whole season and uh particularly in a year when a lot of people are looking for uh you know entertainment and maybe something good yeah. uh, I'm glad that the NFL was able to produce in that regard I'm I'm just thinking personally, Graham. If I was up at Mile High wearing a mask, and then the coach says go on a conditioning run, I think I would, you know, have a few choice words for him at that point in time. Uh, to be honest, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I kind of I'm I'm curious. So, but my my fandom, I'm a Patriots fan, have been for many years. Obviously, been very fortunate in, in many ways, and at the time, obviously, I was sad to see Matt Patricia go. We just won a Super Bowl with him very talented defensive coordinator, rocket scientist. You know, you hear it in every media broadcast, he has the pencil behind the ear and stuff. You're a little bit removed from that situation now. And obviously, you know, sadly he lost his, his job this year in the, in the, uh, um, in the, the shakeup fundamentally in Detroit after Thanksgiving. But because you were there for a number of years, is there any particular thing you kind of think like, oh, that's why I was going askew or why it wasn't quite gelling or working there? Um, well, I mean, just for the record, just so you guys know, I mean, I don't, I don't say this for, for everybody in regards to like things, but I, I don't really like to kind of bad, like bad mouth people, particularly on interviews. So I, I won't do that. I'll, I will like, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll everything I'm going to say is, is classy uh, in regards to like, you know, Patricia, the person. But I think that when it comes to implementing a new culture into a team that um, was not like, you know, the way that he had, he had saw things was it needed to be like a complete teardown in regards to like, you know, a lot of the players there and uh, stuff like that to build up this new culture uh, and that we weren't like a great team or really a good team even before in his eyes, we were average, you know, we were nine and seven. Um, and when he came in, he came in guns a blazing um, and our practices were hard. Our days were long and everything's cool like like everybody everybody like will work 
Like it's not an issue of like guys not working. It's an issue of like when you're doing significantly more than what you were doing in the past in regards to practice, meeting times, like watching film, uh, you're getting home an hour later than normal uh, on most days. And then on some days, even maybe an hour and a half, two hours later than you were. Um, and then you're not winning games like consistently, it takes a toll on you mentally. And I feel like that that was something that might have ended up doing him in, not because it was anything of his, like of his own doing, but just like the scheduling of things and uh, trying to, as I said, like, you know, we're implementing a culture of hard work, of detail oriented football, and you're just not winning. It's hard to, it's hard to keep guys, um, kind of interested in what you're doing if you're not winning games no matter no matter if you're like easy on the players if you're hard on the players if you know what i'm saying it's it all just comes down to winning games and it comes down to winning games for the players it comes down to winning games for the fans for the owners for the coaches so i mean that's probably what i would say it sounds uh sounds to me that that team was actually better than maybe patricia thought initially when he came in you know haven't had a nine seven record Maybe. I mean, I think that there's there's some truth to that, but I think that it just came down to um, the way. But as I said, like it's it's tough to go from nine and seven and then go to six and t six and nine and yeah. one, maybe uh, or no, 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 no. It was six and ten, and then go to three wins the year after that, and then keep like so you've won nine games over two years, and you keep preaching that like we just need to keep doing more but you've been doing the most you could do over a two-year span. That just, it takes a toll on you, man. Yep. It weighs heavy. Um, Fram, I, I suppose, um, you know, as we, as we move towards the end, one, one question I have, um, unrelated to football, but your Twitter profile picture is one of my favorites. Who, did you draw that yourself or who drew the, that no. picture? Um, when I signed with Denver, I got uh, a DM on Instagram and a, like a, he was like a younger kid. I don't exactly remember who he was, but he said, Hey, I drew this picture of you. I hope you like it. And I was like, you know, the picture's okay. Uh, I feel like he, the top half of my, of my head, I feel like is good. My, you know, my beard's a little long right now. I usually don't like the beard like this, but it made me look, it made me look kind of fat which I thought was kind of funny. So I made that my, uh, I made that my Twitter picture. I, that was the, uh, people were kind of giving me shit in Broncos country that I didn't have a Twitter picture of me in a Broncos uniform, but I'm like, I haven't played any games here yet. What do you want me to do? So I, I had that picture in my back pocket. I'm like, all right, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this, <laughs> this drawing my, my profile picture. Graham, one of the ways that we met online was through your Discord, for your gaming chat. Now, one of the things that I've been very impressed with is your love of gaming. Can you tell us a little bit about that, maybe, Graham, and what you do outside your time uh, playing a bit of ball? Um, well, playing games is something that I've always found is, well, I mean, I've been doing it basically since I was a kid. So it was something that I didn't really, you know, I never even really questioned. I just kept playing. Um, and I find that when it comes to playing games after, you know, a long day in the building or um, whether it's during the season or in the off season, I find that it's a good way to kind of relieve stress and kind of just do something, take your mind off of football, take your mind off of what you're doing and focus on something else, which is something that I, I really, really like about it. But 
um, you know, the streaming stuff and the Twitch stuff is stuff is something that really came along more um, last season. And it's, I'm still pretty new to it, I feel like, but it's something that I enjoy. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I am an NFL player, but I'm an offensive lineman. So uh, my name doesn't exactly bring in the big viewers. Like if you were to get Vaughn out there, or, you know, Justin Simmons, I know like brings in like 50 viewers on average and he streams like once every uh he didn't stream all year you know he just hops on and he just gets 50 viewers i'm like god damn like uh, i got some work to do but um overall i just play because i think it's fun and it's something that i love doing awesome man i'm lucky you can check graham out uh g glasgow on twitch as well it's something that we need to get on boys to play madden and stuff but graham Definitely appreciate it, and we, we, we really appreciate your time as well, man. Thanks very much for coming on, and wish you all the best in this offseason and just in the seasons ahead as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for staying up uh, late for this, boys. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. All right.